Claw Podcast. Here we are. How we doing? Here we are. We're doing okay. I'm doing a little tired. Yeah, doing a little tired. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> doing cool. Sounds like it. I do it by flying a lot recently. Mm. Why are you flying? I went to Finland to speak at an animal conflict, a wildlife conflict conference. Talked about the podcast in my presentation. Which oh, was wow. an, an audible for me at the very end, but I, a lot of the conference was about communication. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about it. Thanks, Wes. Yeah. And then I went, I went to Turkey for a few days, then back to Finland, and then back here. So it took eight You're flights. You're not qualified to speak at that. I am. Yeah. I am. Okay. I still need to dig up my degree, but I am qualified to do it. So this is Wes. I'm Jeff. And we got Mike with us. Yep. Tooth and Claw Podcast. Yep. So you had a good trip. I had a great trip. Tur- Istanbul Istanbul was really fun. That was like a new place for me and just really vibrant and interesting and a cool culture. And I just had a great time. So you should have brought us. I wish I, I honestly multiple times thought, man, I wish Mike and Jeff were here. I brought you both something back though. So that's nice. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. On the Is way back. Yellow? I need something else yellow for my starburst openings. Yes, maybe. I don't know. It might be is yellow. It edible? Uh, you're, no. Wait, let's see if we can guess what it is. Is it alive? No, I'm not going to let you guess. Okay. It's not alive. <laughs> so on the way back on my big flight home from, it was like Paris to Salt Lake, I woke up in the middle of the night and found myself getting a little sick to my stomach. Mm. And I, uh, I never usually have to go to the bathroom on planes, but I did. And I was in there for a while. And it reminded me of a story, which is the story of the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. And I kind of want to tell it, if you guys will indulge me here for a minute. Yeah, it's funny, <laughs> we were talking before the episode, and Wes just went on this like sweet trip to Finland and in Istanbul and all these places. And he's like, I want to tell the story about diarrhea in Mexico. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. have at it, Wes. All right. So in college, I like got into this, this thing where I started doing these really long trips, like long distances over just a few days, generally driving. So I drove to like Key West from Utah over like a weekend. And then I wanted to like one up that. So me and my friends were talking, we're like, let's drive to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And our idea then was to like drive to the border and then take buses all the way down to Puerto Vallarta, spend a day and a half there and then take buses back. And so what that looks like is it's a 12-hour drive to the border of, like, Nogales in Arizona, and then it's about a 30-hour bus ride from there to Puerto Vallarta because you do all these little stops and stuff. (laughs) So I went with my girlfriend at the time uh, and then two friends. And on the way back, we were, like, probably two or three hours from the border on the bus, and my stomach really started gurgling. And I was, like really cocky about drinking water from different countries back then i would just drink everything and just thought i was untouchable (laughs) it's a weird thing to be i know (laughs) but it was because i lived in brazil and never got sick and i just was like i have like a stomach of steel i can drink anything and so in mexico i was like drinking all the water and just like doing whatever and a couple hours from the border like my stomach really started gurgling and we're in one of those big buses that have like the like plush seats you know and stuff oh no and there's and there's a toilet in the back. And so I go in the back and I, I'm on that toilet the rest of the bus ride, like a couple hours. <laughs> and oh man, I because I was using it, it kind of stirred everything else up that was already in there. And it smelled so bad that like all the people sitting in the back of the bus had to move to the front of the bus. <laughs> oh, and I literally, 
I literally just had my head out the window of the bathroom and just like sitting on the toilet for the rest of the drive. And so it got to the point where I'm having to go to the bathroom like every 10 minutes and it's like really bad. Like I have to go to the, like I have to take a shit every 10 minutes and I had like everything had run through me. So all that was like really coming out was blood. Oh God. And so we get to the border and like the border guards being how they always are, like asking me all these questions. I'm like, listen, man, you can put me in prison. You can do whatever you want. I just need to go to the bathroom right now, but then I'll come back and talk to you for hours if you want. I just am going to have to go to the bathroom every 10 minutes. And so, <clears throat> so finally this guy has like some compassion on me. Let's me go to the bathroom. We get through the border and we're stopping like every 10 minutes in the car on the way back to Salt Lake. And I'm just miserable. And my friends just don't care. I'm telling them to like drop me off at a hospital. They won't do it. And so finally, I'm just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's happening. I feel like I have to take a shit, but I can't. Maybe I'm just super constipated. So it's like probably like 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, I know. I know. It's stupid. Because nothing's coming out. Like I feel the urge. But when I go to take a shit, all that's coming out is some blood. I know. I know. It was stupid. So I'm like, let's go to Walgreens. (laughs) This is the dumbest idea. There's an open Walgreens in like Tucson. I was like, let's go to Walgreens and no. I'm going to buy like, I'm going to buy like, um, what's it called? Like, like turbo lax. Yeah. Laxative. Dude. And I'm going to buy, uh, enema <laughs> and hopefully just whatever's in there. I'm going to like loosen it up. So I buy the turbo lax, I buy the enema and I'm like, I got to do this enema somewhere. So You're I tell him, just telling your body like. You want to give me diarrhea, yeah. I'm going to give you <laughs> yeah, diarrhea. <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> you call this diarrhea? <laughs> so I'm like, to my friend, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go in this Walgreens bathroom. Don't let anyone in because I have to do this <laughs> enema. Because I looked at the little photo on the back of this enema and you have to like get on all four and shove it up your butt. And so I tell him like, don't let anyone in this bathroom. And so I go in, and I like go in the stall and there's not room enough in the stall for me to like negotiate. So I'm like naked from the waist down, just have my t-shirt on, and I go out in the main part of the bathroom on all fours, and I stick oh. this thing up my butt. And like the second it's in there and I'm like turning around on all fours, shoving something up my butt, this dude walks in the bathroom, <laughs> like some guy I've never uh. met. And he walks in and he sees me, and then he just like slowly backs out and closes the door. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed and so mad at my friends because I was just miserable and all I had asked is that they don't let anyone in the bathroom and I just like the enema didn't work I couldn't even get it in and like it was just miserable and then like it got a little bit better after that and they took me home and then like in Salt Lake I went and saw the doctor and he's just like yeah you got a really bad case of Montezuma's but like it was just that moment of like being half naked shoving something up my butt (laughs) in a in a Walgreens bathroom in Tucson at 2 a.m. in the morning was the lowest I've ever been. So there you yeah, go. That was your that's, rock bottom. That's my that's my rock bottom, everyone. Oh. So we're Tooth and Claw podcast, yeah. and we talk about yeah. animal yeah. attack stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone's new for. listening, 
<laughs> I wish you guys could have seen Mike's face light up when I said I had a diarrhea story I wanted oh, to share. So excited! <laughs> oh man, um, bus diarrhea is one of the oh, scariest the worst. kinds. You know, it was awful. So we're gonna get to our news episode here real quick before we start. I'm yeah. home. I'm in Montana. I'm at my parents' house. Yeah, and our cousin Brent is with me. And today I was like sitting in a chair prepping for this episode. And he like came up behind me with a blanket and started choking me and like did it for a while. And I was like a little irritated afterwards. And then like a few hours later, he was sitting in the chair. So I went and choked him with the blanket (laughs) and he like grabbed both sides of it. And I thought he was like pulling it away. And then like all of a sudden I hear him like kick the window. So I let go and he like had... I like made him black out. What? <laughs> he's like, he's like he I passes out, out so easy. And then yeah. he was like, yeah, we were having that conversation. And I just blacked out. I was like, dude, I never said a word to you. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. But apparently he grabbed a blanket and was like helping me choke. <laughs> That's his favorite thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Brent's not. <laughs> he, not the weirdest yeah. thing I've ever heard. He legitimately blacks out. Like, all the time. And then he asked me, do you think it feels good afterwards because you almost died and you get to live or just because you were close to being dead? It's yeah, a good question. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel great. You get but those anyways, little tingles after you. Yeah. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. That's right. my update. Yeah. Thanks. Mike, you got an update or should you got we get updates? into some news? Uh, I got plenty of updates, but I think we've wasted enough of people's precious lifetime. You're looking handsome. We should just oh, what Wes the... said, wasted time? Yeah. <laughs> That's my most embarrassing story. That's me getting real vulnerable to thousands of people. I love that story. Right. I'm here. If you want to do a whole podcast around diarrhea stories, I'm here no. for it. I'm just <laughs> worried what our listeners are going to think. That's a good point. All right. Well, let's do Especially our Especially the new then. ones. If this is your first episode yeah, sorry. and you're still this listening. This isn't our typical thing. <laughs> I feel like we owe you. Really quick then, we are a wildlife podcast. I'm a wildlife biologist. I've worked mostly with bears for the past 11 or 12 years. Jeff helped me on a project. Mike is our producer slash friend. And we mostly talk about animal attacks. We talk about why they happen, how people can avoid them, what we can do better, why it's generally the people's fault when these things happen. And why the media does a really bad job talking about them usually. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of what these episodes focus on in the news episodes are like. We are rounding up news, media, articles, but we're kind of explaining them from our perspective. So, yeah. Uh, Who wants to go first? You want me to start us off? Yeah. Okay. So I have one from this October. The article I got it from was the 21st. But it's one that... Both of you, I'm sure you've both heard. Actually, I'm not positive Mike's heard it, but probably. probably. yeah. And a lot of our listeners heard, but it's about the college wrestlers who got attacked by a grizzly bear. Yes. They go to Northwest College in Wyoming, and they're on the wrestling team, and there's Braden Lowry and Kendall Cummings are like the main two people in my story. And they were out in the woods with two of their other like wrestler friends, and they were looking for antlers. Yeah. So Brayden and Kendall kind of went in a group of two, and then the other two kids went in a different group. And Brayden was in some thick trees and brush, and he heard something big in the bushes and couldn't see it. And then it popped out just like feet away from him. 
So he just had time to yell bear, and then it started mauling him. Mm-hmm. And it bit his arm and just like bear. started, yeah, grizzly bear. It bit his arm and just started violently tossing him around like a rag doll, pretty much. One other thing, too, that I thought was interesting about this one, they had seen yeah. a bunch of bear scat right before it got him. And they had oh. just seen like one big like steaming pile and they were like, oh, this one's super fresh. And then it like ran at them right after they saw that. So you do yeah, want to pay attention to that sort of thing. reminds me of story when I was in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So anyways, Brayden was looking for antlers, gets his arm bit, and is just getting tossed around, right? Right. So Mike, let's put you in the friend situation here. So, like, you see me, we're, we're out there looking for antlers together, like we always do, and you see a bear come out and bite my arm, and it's just, like, mauling me. Yeah. What would you do? So... And we don't have bear spray. I'm going to poke around in that pile of steaming poo and see if there's any, like, human remains in there, and if there's not, like, a human arm in the pile, I'll probably just be like, well, a bear's probably not going to eat him, since it doesn't look like he eats humans. Okay. All right. <laughs> So you're you're gonna just look through its poop as yeah. a mod, <laughs> right? Is your answer. Yeah, it's not okay. a great answer. So, um, Kendall is actually like pretty awesome in this story. Yeah, he is. So he's he's his friend, and he just like sprints straight at the bear and starts punching it and pulling its hair, and then he like jumps on top of it and starts pulling its hair to get it off of Brayden. So like the bear stops mauling Brayden. It works. Yeah. Wow. But then it turns his attention to Kendall. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it uses his head to pin him up against some trees and then like starts biting and clawing him. And Kendall says that he kept sticking his arms inside of its mouth to like keep it from being able to bite his head and neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Huh. I mean Which, that's like, that works. It's better to sacrifice your arms than your face and your neck and stuff. Yeah. So like that worked. He like kept stuck in it in the bear's mouth and eventually the bear lost interest and left so they're pretty lucky they didn't either of them like get their heads bit at all right uh i think they did didn't they mike (laughs) uh when you say that's lucky they didn't bite their head if that is the case that their heads didn't get bit then yeah i (laughs) I guess (laughs) well you guys are right to be skeptical of the way i asked that (laughs) yeah because kendall right after that called out to Brayden just to, like see how he's doing and this prompted the bear to come back and re-engage with Kendall mm-hmm. so I was wondering uh, like you know maybe the bear doesn't understand English Pro- probably doesn't it, it for so sure maybe doesn't. he's like thinks Kendall's yelling at the bear well, like you're a chicken I won this fight this seems to me like this is the kind of behavior of either a female protecting cubs or a bear protecting a kill because it's not it obviously wasn't trying to feed on either of them because it left them alone. So it's not a predatory bear. This is like a defensive territorial kind of attack, um, neutralizing yeah. the threat. And that and that whole thing of like, this is like, there's some good lessons to learn in this. I know you have a little bit more to talk about, but really quickly, one thing that's like a really good lesson that you just brought up is like how it was getting Brayden and then Kendall like yelled at it and distracted it or punched it and stuff and it went for him instead jumped on it yeah Yeah. sometimes when we're like trapping or something if we were to have a bear come in something you really want to do is you don't want to all be in like single file you want to be like spread out 
And then you don't let that bear focus on one person. So if you like see a bear coming and you see it kind of focus and key in on one of your party, everyone else should start yelling and making noise and stuff and distracting it and breaking that focus because they'll kind of get like tunnel vision and locked in on that one person and just maul the shit out of them until like that tunnel vision, something breaks it. And so like in this case, it was a little late that they broke that, you know, like he broke it after it already mauled his friend a bit. But if you can kind of keep doing this back and forth, it might be too much to where the bear's just like, I'm done. And then the other mm. thing, like, where they had both they been They didn't mauled, have time to do... Like, no, 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 no. You yeah. say it's too right. late, but it's like... This is more... Because of, of the situation. Like, the bear mauled Brayden immediately. Right. But, like, Kendall did the right thing engaging the bear and getting it to break its attention off of a Brayden. It sucks that it then mauled him. But if you can do that back and forth, it might be enough to stop the mauling. And then after they had both gotten mauled and the bear had left, in my opinion, you just I would just lay there and be completely quiet for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. Because them yelling triggered that bear. It made it think that they were still engaging it. That's what they said. The bear, like, right when he called out, the bear turns around. Right. Oh, and, like, yeah. my... So that's my theory. And that's where I'll pick back up. My theory, though, is that the bear thinks... You know, Caden saying, talking smack, or Kendall saying, talking mess. I won this fight. Talking mess, yeah. (laughs) So then the bear comes back and bites him straight on the head. Wow. So, Mike, you were wrong when you said they're lucky their heads didn't get. (laughs) Yeah, that's my bad. I feel like, and that was your fault, Mike. (laughs) Kendall, Kendall said that he could hear the teeth on his bones. It's weird that so many people say that. He didn't feel any pain yet because of all of his adrenaline. Right. So it mauled him for a little bit, and then it disengaged and left him for good this time. Mm. Or did it? Uh, <laughs> this is another trick so then, question. Like, I saw pictures. I sent them to you too, Wes. Yeah, they're of, gnarly. Um, Kendall after he got attacked, and like his hair is just like it's like the dude who like takes the selfie of himself after getting attacked. Todd like, or. His hair's just like matted, um, completely like matted with blood. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's got a big chunk missing out of his cheek. He got he got messed up pretty good. Any social media you see it on, it's like definitely like the blurred out. Are you sure you want to see this type of thing? Yeah, Um, yeah, he got messed up pretty good. So Kendall got airlifted to the hospital in Cody, Wyoming, to get treated for his head wounds. And then Brayden joined him quickly afterwards, but he went there by ambulance and he had a broken arm and a lot of lacerations on his back. Kendall had to get 50 staples in his head along with a bunch of stitches in his head and his hands and some plastic surgery in his face to kind of repair it. And then the entire wrestling team came and joined him in the hospital and kept frequently visiting him and like hanging out with him. And, like, all the pictures are really funny. Like, I don't know. They just seem, like, fun. Like, like they seem like they have a decent mindset about it all. But, yeah. like, in all their pictures, they're, like, trying to look really tough. And, like, I don't know. Well, I read one um, article, too, where they asked him if he was, like, going to go back out in the woods. And he's like, yeah, I would go back out tomorrow if I could. He's like, that's where I'm happiest. <laughs> wow. And it's funny. Kendall said that he previously was confident he could beat a grizzly bear in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> he learned, learned a lesson uh, you got a chance to do it and then it got me thinking if you have a hundred adult humans they're like 170 pounds or something how many animals 
would be able to take a hundred humans at the same time. Uh, like how many single animals? Would like be a able grizzly to do bear, we could take if we had a hundred. I humans. think so. A hundred, we could take it. I feel like Probably. it's like even like a hippo, we outweigh it at that point. Yeah, but like if we just swarm. But it. if it's just like killing one person at a time, like quickly, I don't know. Elephant, we have no. is like the only one I know will kill us all. I don't know. Because yeah. my question I've always wondered is like, how many kindergartners could I take? You know, <laughs> yeah. how and but this is, it's kind of the same. Yeah. And like, I kind of feel like I could just take an endless amount of kindergartners, but like, I don't. I know I couldn't. At some point, they would overwhelm me. But like, a bear that has huge claws and teeth and everything, if it was enraged, I just don't know. Like, at what point does it tip the scales? You know, at what point has it mauled enough people to where they can't move anymore? To where it's like, oh, I only got 20 people left. I'm going to win this fight. You know? I don't know. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good question. Well, it's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, a listener sent me someone, like, talking about it. Yeah. So, that's what made me ask you. If this well, were, if there were, like, a wrestling referee, how do you think they would score this fight? Who do you think they would? <laughs> I, I mean, the bear funny. won, right? The wins. Washington Post, I was reading the article there. And also Billy Football, who's on part of my take or like the biggest sports podcast, also yeah. said this. But they all they both said like two Wyoming wrestlers wrestled a bear and won. <laughs> it's like okay, what part of that yeah. did they win? <laughs> yeah. If one if one party has to go to the hospital for days after, and the other one just kind of walks off and does its life, then yeah, the like, one that just walks off is the winner. But, you know, honestly, like, looking at their photos of, like, their recovery and everything, neither of them got messed up to the degree that it could have been. You know, like, especially Kendall, he could have had his face, like, completely ripped off. He could have lost his eyeball. He could have, like, lost his jaw. There's people that really get messed up. Head in their mouth. Like, you can get some really bad. You know, what do I always say? It's a check engine light. Check engine. (laughs) And... I thought it was funny. Something people always say too. Brayden noted that the bear had really smelly breath. Yep. I also think it's funny when people like remember that part of it. Yeah. Well, good one. That was one that tons of people sent us. Yeah. Thanks. It's a good story. It is. So I'm going to do the other one that we got sent the most this month, which is the climber that was attacked by the Asiatic black bear. Uh, This happened at Mount Futago in mid-October in Japan. And we got sent it a lot. There was a lot of articles about it. The one that I ended up liking the most, though, was actually translated from a Japanese publication. And the reason I liked it is because they actually interviewed the guy and talked to him about what happened. So it, it was interesting because I kind of had to make sense of the translation a few times. It started with, the article started with, this was like the opening line, how do you like it? Who wasn't surprised? Um, which was an interesting <laughs> interesting opener yeah but anyway this with that one i feel like i might have liked it yeah it just was and it was dot 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 how do you like it who wasn't surprised the climber they gave him a pseudonym he was going by a pseudonym of mr shimada so that's what i'm going to use for this uh this report he lives in tokyo he's in his 40s and he's been an active climber in that region for about eight years this was his first bear encounter though uh, Mount Futago isn't necessarily like a really high mountain, but it's a series of ridges that have really sheer precipices, and some of those ridges require technical climbing gear and a lot of experience. And Mr. Shimada was on one of those precipices 
Mount Nishidaki, and that's where the encounter happened. And he was climbing and he heard a soft exhale of breath from up above him. He thought it was probably another hiker or a hiker with a dog. And then all of a sudden, like, he was looking up. And there's a video of this. So everyone sent us the video, but you guys should watch it. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen this video, pause really quick, watch the video, and come back. Essentially, like, he looks up and this bear comes out of the backlight. Like, he's looking at the sun and the bear kind of shoots down at him off of this cliff. And as it comes down, he, like, immediately realizes what's happening, that it's a bear that he's hearing. And he starts screaming, like, without even thinking about it, he starts screaming. The bear makes an initial lunge at him as it's coming down off the top of this clip. And in the video, if you kind of do, like, a freeze frame, you can see its teeth pass right by the camera. Like, it just barely misses him with his teeth. And he, again, like, without even thinking, puts his arms out and kind of pushes it away midair. And I think that might have been the move that kind of spared him this this interaction being a lot worse because it gives him the high ground because he pushes this bear away and the bear's then below him. You can't win. Then. You can't. No. You only can win if you're in the high ground. We know that. But honestly, in this case, it really did help because it's not a tree. I mean, these are really good climbing bears. This is an Asiatic black bear. They're an arboreal species of bear. It's like They're really, really good at high ground. Yeah. He's like on a cliff. It's yeah. on a cliff. <laughs> So this isn't a comfortable place for this bear to be engaging with a potential threat. Um, They are incredible climbers, but it is like at this point, he's feeling a little bit more confident. So he's like kicking it. Yeah. And it comes up at him like he's got like a pretty good spot to like kick its nose. Yeah. It lands on a ledge below him. It immediately starts crawling back up toward him and he starts throwing some like wild punches out and he actually like hits the rock and then he's like trained in karate and he that punched act- the rock the bear no the guy <laughs> no, the <did>. guy <laughs> right he's trained in karate oh the bear's trained in karate is that what you're saying that's like, what i yeah but whatever he's, he's trying to punch the rock and like break a slab off to fall on the yeah. bear no right. mr shimada is trained in karate <laughs> uh he kind of unconsciously again switches to like a karate style called tetsutsusu I don't know how to say it. It's T E T S U T S U T S U. It's a hard one. So essentially, like this type of karate is a type that allows for like more powerful punches at close range. And kind so like he snakes on the plane guy. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he like starts hitting the bear. He like does a hammer hit, a few other hits. He managed to hit it a few times as it's climbing up the rock. And he says hitting it felt like hitting a rock. He hits it on the head, the arm, and the bear climbs back down, but immediately turns around and makes another charge at him. And that's where you see him kick it in the face. It makes a few more bluff charges up the cliff. But then if you pay really close attention to this video, you see a cub show up. And when the cub shows up, the mom just kind of goes back down and runs off with the cub. Uh. Um, So that gives us a lot of insight into what was happening here. We've talked a bit about how with American black bears, they often don't cub defend, but Asiatic black bears are a very different bear. They're actually like, in these parts of the world, they a lot of these areas also have grizzly bears, they have brown bears, and Asiatic black bears are responsible for more attacks generally than those brown bears even. A wow. lot of bear biologists consider them more aggressive than Asiatic brown bears. But Euro-Asiatic. Asiatic brown bears aren't as aggressive as American brown bears? Uh, it depends on where, like our, our grizzlies in like Montana are more aggressive, but like the coastal brown bears in Alaska and stuff aren't necessarily. Okay. It's really interesting when you look at this stuff. Cause like I was just in Finland 
their brown bears are really docile, but then in like Norway and Sweden, they can be a little bit more aggressive. And then Romania has really similar bears to like us in Montana um, Hmm. that are like much more aggressive. Okay. So he was going to go downhill, but he didn't want to go the same way as the bears. So he summits the mountain again. He goes down the other side. He's making lots of noise. He runs into some other hikers and tells them about the bears, but doesn't really convince them to stop. And in my mind, it's like, you got to convince those guys. You got to be a little more convincing um, hmm. because I don't know I don't if know. I'm going to put the blame on it. Would you him. turn around? If someone was like, I just got mauled by a bear, like a bear just made contact with me. It depends on if I had bear spray or not. If I didn't have bear spray, I would turn around. Yeah. But I'm also a bear biologist. Like, I understand a lot better how to... I don't know. Anyway, so there are two species of bear in Japan. There's Asiatic black bear. There's brown bear. Uh, They are slightly smaller on average than our black bears, but they are more aggressive. Like all bears, they are generally shy. They'll generally run away from you. But a common theory, and this is our theory with sloth bears too... Because they're sympatric with tigers and a lot of their range, or they were evolutionarily, they've evolved this really aggressive response to any kind of threat because they actually do get killed by other predators. So that's kind of the idea there. An example of that, in 2009, there was an Asiatic black bear, we might do this in a full-length episode at some point, that mauled nine people. One bear mauled nine people at the same time at a bus stop in Japan. So like they can really, these bears can really kind of go on a bit of a tear. A little quick conservation corner though, when it comes to Asiatic black bears, they are a bear that's being poached really heavily for their body parts for uh, traditional medicine. And maybe the saddest wildlife thing in the world to me is as far as like, not like the scale, but just for individual animals is bear bile farming. If you're feeling brave and you want to look that up, go for it. Essentially, it's like they will get bears when they're really small. They put them in a cage that's just big enough for them. So the cage sometimes even grows into the bear as they grow older. And they live in that cage their entire life. And they have tubes going into their gallbladder where they're milked for their bile. Because bile is used in some of those traditional medicines. So these bears truly live in like hell their entire life. It's really awful. So anyway, they are a bear that's, that is in some trouble and there are some groups that are working to shut down those bile farms, but that is an ongoing problem. It's really, um, really inhumane. Something I wanted to just bring up really quick on this one though, is this whole idea like with him where he kind of clicked into like, he had this training with karate where he just like clicked into it without even having to think it. That's something I think people should like realize you can do that with bear spray too. Like I just think about using my bear spray all the time. I'm constantly like playing with the safety and stuff. I'm constantly like touching it on my hip when I'm in Yellowstone and places like that. And you're just kind of like building that habit to where if a bear ever does come at you, you're just going to like mindlessly get your bear spray out and go for it. And I know it works because I've had times where like, like I've surprised a bear on a carcass last month or a month and a half ago where I instantly pulled out my spray without even thinking about it. You'd probably be better with it if you knew karate. I would. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know karate, but that's the climber versus the video bear is story. Sweet. It is. You, you should watch it. I, I kind of thought when I watched it that also it just seemed like they're on a cliff, but they're it's kind of like a crevice in the cliff where you can, it's not like the full like rock climbing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
is like a little bit of a path. Yeah. And it just felt like maybe they encountered each other in this like super narrow pathway in the cliff. Yeah. So then like the bear was like, I have to go through him. What I think is that he, and there's actually in the article I read, I got to show you guys this photo. They, they put a photo of what they think happened. And I think it's the same thing that happened. I think he just got in the wrong place where he was in between the bear and her cubs on this mm. cliff. And that's, <laughs> I'm going to post this photo to our Instagram. Uh, I love that. Essentially, he just like, as he was hiking up, she was on top of this little cliff. Her cubs had already gone down and he just managed to get in between them and it pissed mm. her off. So. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's my first story. Besides they the diarrhea sh- there should story. Be a, yeah. <laughs> Second story. <laughs> they should make a martial art um, based around bear spray. Oh, like Kung Fu Panda? Oh, I thought you were going to say show that, or movie. Well, I mean, they already... <laughs> Trust me, Yeah, I'm that well would aware. be cool. Yeah. Um, Instead of like a like one-inch punch, it's like a one-inch bear spray. Yeah. It's got to be mace, though, because that's where it's like the one little stream. So yeah. then you got to be like super accurate with it. And then you can like bend it like they do in that. Yeah. What's that movie where they bend? Wanted. Yeah, Wanted. <laughs> yeah, That'd be so cool. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the rare movies where the protagonist's name is Wes. Mm. I'm picturing like those like ribbon dancers, but someone with like bear spray oh, just yeah. spraying it like in like these beautiful patterns. <laughs> All right, well let's get it let's get it done. Let's make that happen. Sure, Mike. What's your first story? I am going to I'm going to do my bee attack story. How about that, guys? So this there are a bunch of different sources for this one. It happened just a couple of days ago, actually. Uh, first reported November 18th of this year. This happened down in Uruguay. That's how you nice, pronounce nice. it, right? I always get a yeah. little... Yeah. yeah Unless you're Homer World Cup foes right now. Mm. Okay. Locals abandoned their cars in the middle of the street and tried to flee on foot after a swarm of bees entered their moving vehicles through open windows in the center of Melo, Uruguay, uh, the city located near the border that it shares with Brazil. Um, okay. Police reported that were on the scene that when all was said and done, 37 people... Uh, including eight children, had to be rushed to nearby hospitals for treatment. Wow. And uh, two of those children, they were kept in the hospital overnight, which um, I don't know. I just have never really considered like a bee swarm attacking the city streets. You know, I I just our our bee episode like it can happen, you know. Well, anyway. So some of the officers that got there first, they were busy shuttling sting victims to hospitals and some other city officials were busy like shutting down city streets so no one could enter. And this is a quote that no one could enter, quote, the danger zone. I just thought (laughs) only only Tom Cruise can enter the danger zone. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, that and some beekeepers that got all up in their protective suits and tried to corral the bees away and take care of the hives and stuff. Were they Scientologists, too? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's possible. That detail, for one reason it. or another, Jeff, just wasn't included. Whether or not they were Scientologists. <laughs> in the, I think in every article from now on should have that. After the person's <laughs> name, not a yeah. Scientologist. Yes, yeah. he's a Scientologist. Yeah, they'll come up with like an acronym to like shorten that yeah. process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so one victim... He told the local press that my son ran like mad, but he still got stung about 15 times. Many people were in a state of desperation. They abandoned motorbikes and cars. I had my car windows down when a swarm of bees appeared out of nowhere and just came right in. 
So for nearly an hour from the beginning of this attack, if you want to, I guess you could call it an attack because they did seem pretty intent on, on stinging these people. Sure. But for about an hour, they shut down all these streets and a bunch of beekeepers came in their protective suits and worked to remove these hives using, you know, whatever means they had at their disposal. And uh, eventually the area was made safe again. Thank this is not an ongoing, <laughs> uh, uh, like three days later, the bees are, bees. you just, never know. It's over. Like <laughs> own the city now. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that practically happened with those macaques in Japan. That's true. You know, That's like, yeah. they pretty much just took over. So this event has been blamed on two illegally owned hives of bees that were being kept at a house near the spot where the swarm attacked. And there's a quote from a local journalist. Her name is Sylvia Teixeira. She said that I saw people running everywhere and heard lots of sirens. Shopkeepers were closing their doors. I never imagined for one minute it was going to be down to bees, which I can kind of understand. Like yeah. if I saw mass hysteria You'd on think city it's like streets, like a terrorist attack. Yeah. yeah, I just never bees would be. I don't know. Probably not in like my top fifty first thoughts of like what was causing this. Yeah. Um, they might make 50 for me, but I really, don't, yeah, in the middle of a city. Yeah. Okay. Well, well especially the way maniac. the people react, like the way they move, I bet you is like very, they're all like, like run spor- with the rat, sporadic and like, don't know where to go and what to do. Yeah. You guys are right. Um, <laughs> it wasn't immediately clear what set these bees off. Experts speculate that it was probably just due to like the stress of inner city living like the noises we've we've all been car horns yeah right (laughs) um so i guess moral of the story is uh don't honk at bees okay that's the moral (laughs) even even if they're like you know how sometimes bison get in the way of your car in yellowstone yeah don't like if a bee is doing that just be patient wait for it to move away (laughs) don't honk be patient Yeah. (laughs) You remember in Jackass when they fill the limo up with bees? Yeah. And then lock all the doors Mm -hmm. and then they like finally let them out and they have all these marbles just to like make (laughs) them fall once they get out. Oh, it's so funny. (laughs) Man. All right. Mike, you you good on bees? Yeah. Over to you, Jeff. You want me to do another one? Or do you want me to go again? I only looked up one. I guess. All right. Let me let me Google lion yeah. real quick here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, here's here's a lion attack. So this happened, this happened in October, and a three year old child uh, was snatched from his village in yeah, I heard about Savarkundala, and um, what country is it? Is in India. They went out, like, police went out and looked for him, and all they found was his arm and his head. Jeez. Pretty, oh, man. Pretty intense. And then yeah. also in India, there's a 15-year-old who was, like, he's in Vadi Village uh-huh. near Gear National Park Lion Reserve. That's but the only place they He was, like, there. walking on a, he was, like, an immigrant walking on a road and didn't really know that, like, there's just lions around there. And he got killed as well by a lioness. Yeah. So, like, man, there wasn't much story with those ones. I also watched a crazy video that someone just took of a male lion who was getting attacked by like over 20 hyenas. Mm-hmm. And they all Whoa. just, like, swarmed him. Like, think Mike's bee story with hyenas. bees on a person. 
Yeah. But it's all these hyenas just attacking this male lion. And it just, like, kept just, like, taking them all on. And then it ended up, like, killing one of the hyenas and holding it up in his mouth, like, as high as he could, Mm -hmm. just as, like, a show of dominance to all the other hyenas. Interesting. But, yeah... The, that one's pretty quick. I have a few other quick ones that I'll come back to. I yeah. don't have like gear, a ton of detail in my other ones. Gear is the only place in India where they still have Asiatic lions. It's the only mm. Asiatic lion population, I think, outside of... Or it's the only Asiatic lion population. But I kind of it kind of always seemed unfortunate. People in India already have to deal with like leopards, tigers, <laughs> yeah. wolves, sloth yeah. bears. And then like, hey, let's throw lions in the mix too, you know? I don't know. Yeah. It's it's rough, but it is it's cool that they have some Asiatic lions still. Actually, I'll throw in one more story real quick. Okay. And then you can come back to me for two more at the end. Okay. But I saw a video online. All the articles about it said like we don't we couldn't figure out much about it. But there's a video that just came out of doctors pulling a four foot long snake out of a woman's mouth. Jeez. So what all the articles say is that like the snake crawled into her mouth while she was asleep and she just like felt really bad and went to the hospital and they like pulled the snake out. So that's what like I couldn't get confirmed. That's the story. That's hard if you to look believe. it up. Like if you want to look up the video, you look up like snake crawled into like that captions yeah. always like snake crawls into sleeping woman's mouth yeah and that's what yeah. i think too but then it's like it's just a random woman with a snake in her stomach too so like what do you believe the thing that's hard to believe is that a snake would do that like because they're smart but they like, know that they're crawling in into a mouth well, it just makes me wonder if she stat, was doing like, something silly people like the sword swallowers yeah or something yeah what were you saying mike a stat that what People eat three snakes every year in their sleep. No. <laughs> uh, I think um, that was like eight spiders, but that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> there's that scene in Snakes on a Plane that really bugged me. We didn't bring it up in our review, but there's a shot where a snake comes out of someone's mouth head first. And oh, the yeah. logistics of that situation didn't, the whole movie didn't make sense. Yeah. I I can't believe this bothers well, me so much. Watch but this video. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. That is. Yeah. Realistic. I'll watch it. But my, like, so I had this little tiny green snake for a while. And I remember once thinking like, I wonder if I could snort this thing up my nose and pull it out my mouth. Maybe she was just trying to do something like that. I don't know. <laughs> there was like, it's long though. It's yeah. like a, it's like a pretty decent sized snake. Yeah. And Whoa. like, Right when they pull it out, it moves its head towards the nurse holding it, and she, Mm. like, loses it, and then the video cuts out. Interesting. Well, I'll look it up. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I don't know, like... It could be a fake video, too. Sorry, I don't have the details, but every article says, like, we couldn't confirm it. Yeah. They even said, like, the hospital doesn't... Like, the hospital that took it out is, like, the hospital says they didn't take the snake out. Yeah, I'm going to so, watch it because it could be okay. fake. It's not a fake video. Well, I mean, okay. Like they pull a snake out of her mouth. Look it up yeah. right now. Okay, here it is. Okay, you're right. It's not fake. Yeah, I don't know. But the hospital says it didn't happen? <laughs> yeah. That's very strange. <laughs> what the heck? Okay. I mean, that is from the article. If anyone out there can change the- figure out more about this, let us know because it's yeah. a bit yeah. of a mystery for us. It's a pretty thin snake. It's not that thick, but it... 
wouldn't be comfortable to have that in it's your long. throat. Yeah, it is long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So I've got two quick ones. Um, there was one that went viral recently. Probably a big part of the reason it went viral is because Joe Rogan posted oh, it. I love that guy. But it was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, have that, you ever seen his face? That like, makes you guys when someone gets punched in the UFC <laughs> and he just like holds the two people yeah. next to him and his yeah. eyes are just like coming out and his, his head. huge head turns all bright red. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> all right, uh, this guy John Erickson was hunting in eastern Idaho. Um, I talked to my cousin who works for Idaho Game and Fish or Fishing Game or whatever. Rock, yeah, Eric, and he said it wasn't in his area, but he heard about it. So I think this was somewhere around Idaho Falls, but this guy was hunting and he was elk hunting, early season elk hunt, and he was approached by a mountain lion. And in the video, it's kind of similar to the one that went really famous in Utah Uh. of the mountain lion chasing the kid up the trail. This one was much shorter. It didn't go on for nearly as long as the other one, but it's the same kind of thing where the guy's backing up and the lion's coming toward him. Ears are pinned back. It's hissing. It's doing some bluff charging. He had a Glock and he fires a warning shot. The line kind of peels off, but then comes back, fires another warning shot and it runs off. The reason I wanted to bring this one up is again, it was like every single article, hunter stalked by mountain lion, hunter hunted by mountain lion. Who's the one hunting? You know, that sort of thing. And I just wanted to reiterate, this is not hunting behavior. Like if you have a mountain lion following you, ears pinned back, hissing showing you its whole body and bluff charging you and stuff doesn't mean that it's not necessarily going to engage with you it still could if it's pissed off enough but it's not stalking you it's not hunting you when they're stalking their ears are forward they're listening to everything they use them like little radar dishes they're creeping around in the bushes they're trying to be as quiet as possible before they launch their pouncing attack or running attack so this is not that behavior this is either escorting behavior or some other form of aggression. So the common theories are that this was a cougar that had kittens or this is a cougar that had a kill nearby and he was too close to it. So it's not the one where he like shot at it like six times. He shot twice. Yeah. He did two warning shots with the Glock. Um, He almost shot it. He almost got it. It goes right over it. And I wonder if he was trying to or not, but it does. It wasn't. He got as close as he could. Yeah. After the second shot, the lion does. It does run off. So, all right. So that's that one. Thought we should bring it up because it did go kind of viral. I've got a sad one. What Something did Joe Rogan say about? I don't know. I I don't watch his stuff for listening probably, to his stuff or anything. Probably like this is the most primal. Yeah. Primal this, animal. This guy. Man versus was animal. This beast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So this one's a little sad. About a year ago, a kid in Australia, an 11-year-old boy, Tristan Fram, died when he was bitten by a venomous snake in a friend's yard in Queensland in the South Burnett region. I couldn't figure out what type of snake it was, probably like a tiger snake or a brown snake or something, one of the more common venomous snakes in that area. But he's bitten in his friend's yard. He came home, told his dad he was in pain, said he wasn't feeling well, His dad ignored the pleas to take him to the hospital, and he went to bed in excruciating pain, woke up in the middle of the night, went outside and got really sick, and died by a shed in his yard. They found him in the morning. The reason I bring this up now 
is a year later, his dad has been convicted of manslaughter. He's going to be sentenced in a couple weeks. We know the Australian system's a little wonky and like child death isn't maybe... (laughs) Dingus. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm hoping, I mean, that's pretty negligent for your kid to come in and say in Australia that he'd been bitten by a snake and not to go seek some medical attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of our listeners, Diana, lives in Australia. Uh-huh. And, like, she just put on her story the other day, there's, like, this brown snake on her trail. Yeah. And her dog went up to, like, try to go, like, sniff it or something, and then she, like, flipped out. It's yeah. crazy. I was surprised. I read up a little bit on on Australian snake bites, because Australia is kind of the country that has this funny reputation of, like, everything kills you there. They actually only average like two or three deaths a year from snake bite, which isn't much more than us. We average one or two, or we might even average three or four. I can't remember. It's somewhere around there though. And they, they have up to 30,000 snake bites per year, but only a couple people die. And that's just because they have really good uh, response for anti-venom and stuff like that. So um, not that many people actually die. Yeah. He didn't have a great response. Bad response. Yeah. Um, that one's pretty tragic though. It's right, one sad, Mike, bad dad. Mike, you have a snake story too, don't you? I do. And it's also sad. Um, yeah. it's crazy. It is crazy. I think this one might've been sent to us the most. It was really? sent to us a lot. Yeah. Huh. So again, sadness, snake, we got it. sadness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's always hard to start talking about it these is. kinds of stories, but, uh, okay. So this October of 2022, it was on a Sunday, October 25th, when the events of this story really took place. But this took place in the Jambi province in Indonesia. And the story goes that a reticulated python, there's not really a delicate way to say this, a reticulated python ate a woman. Yeah. Entirely consumed her. Her name was Jara. She was a uh, she was a worker on a rubber plantation in Indonesia. So early on, on that Sunday morning, Jara made her way to the rubber plantation for probably what was starting as just a normal day of work. But when she failed to return home that evening, her husband set out to look for her. He eventually came across some of her belongings. I think there was like a jacket and some sandals and even her tools. But no sign of his wife, Jara. So he understandably was pretty concerned at this point, and he rounded up some locals to help him set out on a search party to find his wife. And sometime the next morning, they came across a gigantic, like a 22-foot-long reticulated python with a suspicious lump in its midsection, and... They feared the worst. Yeah. So they, they apprehended the snake and they, they cut it open. They killed the snake and cut it open. And they found Jara's body inside entirely intact. Just just crazy. Yeah. The pictures were insane. I, yeah. I was going to say, there are. I didn't have a great time looking at these pictures. No. You can go but, find them if you want. What, like, but, would the snake just go, like, lay down for, like, yeah, I mean, three it, weeks to digest that. Not that long, but it'll it'll take it a while to digest a person. I keep thinking of, and this is like maybe this is a crass. This isn't a comparison, but like, I watched that bull snake eat a ground squirrel this year, and like this ground squirrel was much wider and bigger than this bull snake, and it really didn't have a hard time getting it down. And then once it was inside of it, it just like. 
I expected it to be this massive bulge and it kind no. of just like, it it's not that big because the body just compacts it exactly and it like pushes it in. And so like, it doesn't look like it's big enough to be a human, but then they cut it open and it's like expands again. But, um, this is the only snake that does this. Reticulated pythons are the only ones on record that have consumed people whole like this. An anaconda probably has the ability to do it, but it's never happened on record. We don't, there's never been anyone that's been killed by an anaconda that we know of. It probably has happened, but it's like, hasn't been recorded. But reticulated pythons, like every, every few years, it seems like someone gets swallowed by one, which is crazy. It's a terrible way to die. I saw a lot of headlines saying that, and maybe this is like just a very small sliver of comfort. I saw a lot of headlines saying that this woman was eaten alive, but this is almost certainly not the case, right? No. It's like snakes kill first and then swallow, right? Generally. At least I mean, these snakes. Yeah, it's big. Like a snake that big is going to be big enough to where it, like, we talked about this in our some of our constrictor episodes, but like, if they're big enough, what happens is like they actually force the blood so quickly up into your brain that it kind of like fries your brain and kills you quickly. If they're not that big, then they can like, what it does is it constricts you enough to where like the blood pressure kills you, uh, the increased blood pressure. And then like even the smaller ones can just constrict you to where you actually die from asphyxiation, asphyxiation. I don't know why I can't say that today, (laughs) but yeah, a big snake, a 21 foot snake. I, the articles I read said seven meters. That would be big enough to be that one that kills you by like actually like exploding your brain. So, oh, man, yeah, Jeez. so it'd be a quick death. I mean, she but, would have like, died quickly. You can't get swallowed alive because, like, it's too long of a process, and like, an adult would be moving around too yeah, much. Yeah, I think for a person, but they do sometimes swallow prey alive. But for a person, I, I agree, like, it wouldn't, it would have to kill you. Yeah, you know, it's as humans, bummer. I think we take it for granted that we have like really tasty food that we chew up and like kind of take our time tasting yeah, that we actually enjoy eating. Yeah. It's not just like a biological imperative. Except for like yeah. yogurt, I guess you just swallow yogurt. Yeah. I think my snake gets really <laughs> excited to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes seem animals seem dogs. Yeah. Dogs Bryce will get so excited. They like eating. knock their food all over yeah, the ground. But you're right. We are very lucky. It's crazy that we live on the planet with a snake that's big enough to eat us. That to me is just wild. Whenever one, whenever yeah. someone's get eaten, I will say like, it's almost always like someone really small and they are good. Like they're smart enough to figure out what they can swallow. And it's almost always like a smaller woman or man that, that gets killed. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I did want to get into a little bit of the environmental reasons why this, you can't ever say like one specific reason for why a specific right. attack happened, but there's been speculation and theorizing done by some experts that this is happening in this part of the world. And I, I forgot to say that this is the third time that a human's been consumed by a reticulated python in Indonesia since 2017, which seems right. like the numbers may be going up a little bit. I don't want to say for sure that any one thing is causing that to happen, but... I think there's there some pretty thing that's causing it to happen, though. Some serious deforestation. Is that what you were right. going to say, Wes? Yeah. Yeah, just like us going into snake habitat... And leaving them with less habitat is what's causing this to happen. Like we're removing their habitat and their prey sources. And then we're essentially creating new habitat for them, which is like rodents, pets, 
all these new sources of prey that they're going to try and exploit. And every once in a while, we might just land on that list. Yeah. But so a little, yeah. a little more fatal than my B story. Yeah. Um, uh, you have, you have maybe something to bring up the mood, Jeff, or you got some sad stuff too. Uh, yeah, I just got like three headlines and I'm done. Okay. okay. One of them will bring it up. Have you guys heard? Wes, Wes has heard of it. Mike, have you heard of the saltwater crocodile Gustavo? <laughs> no. <laughs> he's he's not a saltwater croc. He's a Nile crocodile. Oh, okay. What yeah. I read was saltwater. Oh, I've heard of that one. Nile not crocodile. The, yeah. <laughs> You've heard of it. I'm pretty you sure I'm pretty sure okay. he's a Nile crocodile. Well, enlighten um, me. Okay, so he's in Lake Tanganyika. Yeah, he's a, in he's a Nile then. Burundi, East Africa. Burundi. So, Lake, Tang- Lake Tanganyika in Burundi, Africa. Yeah. Thank you, Wes. You're welcome. But anyways, people in the area think that this one crocodile has killed like 300 people. Oh, man. Yeah. We're yeah. going to do it a and full-length like, episode on him at some people point. People think it's like 100 years old. It's like probably closer to 60, but it's been like reportedly killing people since like 87. They've like and, tried to catch um, him. They've like stuff. tried to catch it. There's like a scar on its head, so that's why they like can kind of identify it. And it's just this huge crocodile for the area. But anyways, like the last couple years, they thought that it was dead, and then like a few days ago, there's a reported sighting of it. Jeez, so it might still be in there. He's yeah. still out there. It's funny that Mike's two favorite animals, tigers and crocodiles, are the two that I would say like hunt people. And eat yeah. people. <laughs> I wonder what that... And cows, too. Yeah. Says about me. Yeah, cows. <laughs> <laughs> and then for coyotes be wiling, mm-hmm. coyotes be learning. Ooh. Because a coyote in California in uh, Riverside went into a elementary school and was, was in the bathroom. And they had to, like, mm. cancel school for <laughs> half the day to try to get this coyote Was out. he smoking a cigarette mm. in there? Had diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, he was in... The, yeah. <laughs> he is with the wrong crowd for yeah. sure. <laughs> and then my last one was a British Columbia man was reportedly attacked by a bunch of turkeys and one rooster. All right. And he <laughs> broke his hip and his finger from the attack. Oh no. So they're probably domestic. This was back in like July though, but oh. since it's, it's Thanksgiving yeah, it's weekend, Thanksgiving I week wanted here. to bring it up. Topical. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to hear turkeys are getting us. Like, when you're eating your turkey, just know you're Someone. doing this guy a favor. Yeah. <laughs> because they got him pretty good. Do you think, like, a lot of times we tell stories about someone that gets attacked by a shark, and then they dedicate the rest of their lives to, like, teaching and learning about sharks? Do you think this guy is just like, I love turkeys. <laughs> I still love, love turkeys. Still <laughs> love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be really funny, though. His house is just full of those little hand drawings that you make. Of turkeys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. That's that's all I got. Okay, oh, my last so one funny. is a quick one. On October 24th, Lee Francis, who's 65, was hunting with his 40-year-old son in a Rock Creek area of western Wyoming when a grizzly bear attacked him. As it attacked, he was able to retrieve his handgun. He shot a few rounds at the bear to get it to run away. However... He managed to shoot himself in the leg while he was trying to get this bear to run away. His son oh, was able wow. to call emergency services. They got him out. The bear was likely <laughs> Sounds a bear like with he'd cubs. Make a good cop. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to bring that one up really quickly. Be- 
because again, it does illustrate why I always say to go to your bear spray first. Um, mm. You're not going to kill the bear. You're not going to hurt yourself. There's a there's a handful of stories out there of people who like were in bigger groups where the bear was attacking a person, and they ended up accidentally got a gun. No, not the bear, <laughs> but they ended up accidentally <laughs> shooting their friend or something. So, uh, okay. uh, anyway, the bear is going to so, shoot him. You know yeah. how when you get bit by a poisonous snake, you're you're supposed venomous. to a venomous, venomous snake. snake. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're supposed to suck out the venom. Are you supposed yeah. to do that with bullets too? You think? Yeah, you suck them out. Yeah, and then you go pating. Yeah, yep. If you've watched a movie, you're supposed to have your hot girlfriend dig it out with, with like some forces yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and drop it into a metal pan yeah <laughs> that's true and like the gun's always like a very modern gun but somehow the bullet doesn't get through all their strong muscles in the movie yeah and you just kind of are like you just get some whiskey and go Argh. yeah bite Argh. down on a stick yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it for me i learned a giraffe fact that I thought was really interesting. Let's hear it. Male giraffes will headbutt female giraffes in the bladder to make them pee, and then they'll taste their pee to, to see, like, if, they're see if they're ovulating and ready for sex. You don't huh. ever do that? <laughs> I guess I'll start trying. Yeah, I feel like that's something most people do. I don't know what do. to taste for. Can you do that on for yourself, a... or does it have to be someone else? <laughs> I, do you ovulate? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, I don't think so. I haven't yet. All right. <laughs> on that note let's move into our categories we've done enough stories right yeah yeah a quick one that we're going to add this month is we are each going to just say something from the normal news that we've been thinking about or that's been on our minds uh the one that i've just been paying really close attention to is what's going on on twitter which you know in a, in a few years people listening to this and the, might be like oh that blew over and that was nothing but right now, like Elon Musk just bought Twitter and he just seems to be systematically destroying it. And I'm sure when he finally does destroy it, he'll be like, I did that on purpose. But it just seems like a total cluster. And it is just, I love Twitter. Twitter's probably my favorite social media just because it's like funny and fun. But it's kind of fun to watch it be destroyed by a it's person that really, I really there's been really like don't some like. real gems that have come from it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of old old EM, so I'm I'm it's kind of interesting to see him crash and burn in this way. I'm just not a fan of billionaires in general though. Hmm. All right. So that's my news thing. What do you guys got? What you got? You don't have like a favorite what's your favorite tweet ever? My favorite tweet ever? I can't just think <laughs> yeah. of that off the top of my head. I don't know. But I've got a bunch of bookmarked ones. But there's, I mean, honestly, my favorite ever, the one that usually comes to mind is when the Democratic National Convention was happening or like one of the debates and Donald Trump just tweeted in all caps, boring, <laughs> which to me was like, like, I'm, I'm not a fan, but that objectively was so funny and it just made me laugh so hard. So uh, is he still banned? No, they no, they just, just removed his ban, but he's saying he's not coming back. He has oh, a, he has like a he contract. Is. He has a contract with Truth, Truth Social or whatever he's on. Anyway, we're uh, not going to bring our our politics into it, but that was a really funny one to me. Yeah. Regardless of your politics, you got to admit Donald Trump was an all time <laughs> poster. Yeah. Uh, you want me to go next? Sure. Okay. Uh, recently, a couple days ago, there was a reported Lego heist in uh, Fort Myers. Ooh. A lady 
is suspected of stealing thousands of dollars worth of Legos, uh, Lego. I don't know what the plural is. People get mad about that for some reason, uh, from target. So Legos are expensive Mm -hmm. and it was only about like $2,000 worth of Legos stolen. So that's like, depending on what sets you're taking, that's like three sets. sets. Yeah. 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 Uh, but (laughs) she, they described her. So if any of you have seen this woman, make sure you contact detective Warbalis. Uh, she has medium length brown hair, so that narrows it down. No, we don't want to help out. We don't want to help out the cops. Okay. Yeah, lady. Get yeah. She can if you see her, her goes, right. yeah. help her yeah. put her together like a yeah, exactly. fake mustache and stuff. Uh, yeah. She was wearing a long sleeve gray cover up. No, no, she wasn't. Um, she was she was a huge uh, dinosaur no, looking woman. But now she's <laughs> changed that. Yeah. Okay. This is all. <laughs> the, yeah. She's. You have to imagine someone that steals Lego from Target know what they're doing. She's long. She had on. like the like three. She was wearing three different types of jacket right. that she all threw right. away. I'm <laughs> yeah. just not interested in helping these guys catch her. <laughs> Joined a parade wearing like an eagle's wow. shirt. Yeah. West the anarchist here. Um, I, she also had a handbag. So if you know anyone with a handbag and you do feel like helping these the people cops. out, call <laughs> yeah. brown hair in a handbag. Don't tell them that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So I heard, so Kate Moss recently talked about Johnny Depp. And Johnny mm-hmm. Depp's been in the news a lot. Like he's dating his defense attorney right now. And like, yeah. Oh, really? I'm, I'm not, not I'm not, we're not saying, a, yeah, we're not getting into that. Okay. But anyways, when they were dating, she was talking about like the first time she ever got diamonds. It was a diamond necklace that he gave her. But they were walking and he's like, hey, I have something in my bum. Can you check it? <laughs> and she's like, what? And then he like made her dig in his pants in like his ass and she pulled out a diamond necklace and oh. that was her present she's like it's, that's, that's like the so worst way you weird. can give someone a diamond yeah. present oh. you oh, would always yeah. just kind of like feel like it has poop on it yeah, yeah. Like, oh. you'll remember that for the rest of your life i think that's I think that's romantic adjacent. Ooh, I maybe Kate, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything about Kate's, uh, Kate's predilections, but maybe she's into it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he was into it. Let's do truth and a lie. So in this category, the boys come to me with facts. One of them is true. One of them is a lie. And I have to determine which is which. Which one did you go with, Jeff? <laughs> Mike always tries to play uh, a mind game. I went with the lie. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So there's a type of beetle that's developed a defense of shooting out boiling acid to get rid of predators. Okay. Should we just stop it right now? Well, All right, I go ahead. Know. Hold on. I could yeah. really, this could change your mind, whatever way you're thinking. So hippopotamus milk is mildly toxic to humans. The antibodies that are contained in the milk are so effective at killing bacteria that they can cause dysregulation of gut microbiota, uh, which in turn can lead to inflammation and a vitamin deficiency. So I initially, when Jeff said his, I'm like, oh, that's true. But I'm now double guessing. I'm second guessing myself if it was an ant that sprays the boiling liquid or the boiling acid. But I'm going to still say that Jeff's is the true one. You're good. You're so smart, it. Wes. You're I got it. Good. Man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, you go to school and learn that kind of thing. Man. You, I you mean, just knew the beetle. 
Like yeah, heard I've it seen before. it. I've seen like videos of it's it. It's a bombardier it. beetle. Bombardier. Oh, that's cool. Bomb- bombardier beetle. No. Bombardier? Yes, it's not bombardier. It is bombardier. Bombardier? It's bombardier. bombardier. Oh, you're right. Beetle. <laughs> yes. Okay. Bombardier. <laughs> Our next category, Jeff, you want to do it? Yeah, so just randomly, I want to do our top 10 favorite types of cat. And what made me want to do it was when we were talking about that guy, I forget who, but someone like owned ocelots. And I was saying like, why doesn't he have bobcats? And you yeah. guys are like, ocelots are cooler. So we're going to rank oh, Dolly. our 10 favorite. Yeah. Huh? Salvador yeah. Dolly. Yeah. We're going to each rank our top 10 cats. So... My number one is Jaguar, and I always, people have been roasting me for saying Jaguar. Jaguar. I've been working on that, Jaguar. too. Jaguar? Where did that come from? Is that just I, how I you've always know. said it? I, there's other people. I feel that, like a lot of people say When Jaguar. I was in Brazil and we were looking for him, probably half the group said Jaguar. Really? But I am trying to say Jaguar, yeah. My number one is Toad, my cat, my pet cat Toad. He's my number okay. one cat, yeah. Is that how we're doing this? I that's okay. my only that's well, my only non wild cat. I think regardless, my number one's gonna be tiger. It's my favorite animal, and I think it is the coolest looking animal. So Wes is his house cat, Mike's tiger, and mine is Jaguar. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. Wes, you wanna start? Yeah. My my favorite wild cat is a Jaguar, which is my number two favorite cat in the world. Jaguars. Jaguar. Mike? Uh, number two for me is cheetah. Interesting. I yeah. put Bengal tiger. Okay. I like Bengals more than Siberian because yeah, me too. I like that they're in the jungle. They're a little more like life looking too. They just look a little. I don't know. I like them. Okay. Uh, I like that's Mike. Kind start of, us off with okay. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, I was. Uh, that was kind of why I like cheetahs too. Is that they're just like really live, like you said, Wes. Yeah. I know you were talking. They almost about look like a dog. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. just talk about cool facial markings. And or stuff no, too. I'll, I'll talk about it when I get to. It. Okay, number three uh, for me is jaguar. They, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't feel like I need to explain. Nah, no. Okay, beautiful, jaguar stocky, cool. beautiful. Yeah, I, I did think you might say twice. lion there. Yeah, I, my number three and my second favorite wild cat is the mountain lion. I wow. more and more, the more I think about it, the more I just think they're my. My second favorite wildcat, so wow. mountain lion. Yeah, they didn't Lions, even make my list. African lion, tiger, lion, and jaguar, they're just always going to be my top three. The order of the three might change, but like the three I biggest. love those three cats. Go big or go well. home. Mm. Yeah. My number four is snow leopard. Oh, sorry. I should let you. No, you're good. Okay, yeah. so I'm going snow leopard at number four. I mean, other than just being like super beautiful, I love they have like really thick, long tails. Yeah. I just yeah. really yeah. want to grab onto one of those, <laughs> but I won't. They do seem really fun to pet. They're yeah. insanely beautiful, and it's so cool that like we have a snow leopard. It seems like something that should be in like a fantasy book. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool. That one video of one like tackling a deer off of like a hundred foot cliff yeah. and surviving is the yeah. craziest thing in the world. I chose Ibex. Cheetah for my number four. Big jump up for cheetahs. I used to have them below mountain lions and leopards, mm-hmm. but I got a tattoo of one, and now I like them more. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Fastest animal ever on land? Pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't know of ever, but they are currently our fastest animal on land. Well, what was fast? You think some dinos, maybe? I don't know, but I don't. I don't think we can say fastest ever. 
Well, I'll, I'm clean. I'll let Jeff say Until it. anyone shows me otherwise. All right. I will look that up later. My number four is Bengal Tiger. They are my third favorite big cat. Think they're beautiful. I think as far as like you putting toad first as your joke is yeah, throwing it off messes me off. I know. Um, <laughs> it really, they just are such like a amazing, beautiful, like beautifully patterned animal, and so powerful too. Give us your five too. My number five is leopard Panthera pardus. It's the same. I think that's what their name is. Same species in like Africa, India, throughout. They were actually my favorite animal growing up for a long time. What type of leopard? Just le- they're the same. That's what I'm saying. They're all the same. Oh. They're the, all the same species. There's different subspecies, but they're all the same. So, oh, leopard. Okay. I yeah. specified it. Yeah. Mike? Number five for me is the African lion. And it's a little low, probably, some people are thinking. But for me, how cool a lion is really is determined by like how well-groomed their mane is. And there's like a lot of variants there. Sometimes you just get kind of like a gross matted lion mane. Yeah, and that brings it down. Mm. But they're when really they're like, like when they're looking mane. Yeah, when they're all they're all beautified up, they're yeah. it's a like high a ceiling, really, low floor. Really good looking male lions, like yeah. the prettiest cat. Oh, I disagree. I think a tiger's prettier or a jaguar. Okay. So my number five is a mountain lion. It's the coolest cat I've ever seen in person. Like, they're really cool. I yeah. love them. And then I'm going to just jump to six. Yeah. My number six is an Amur leopard. It's my favorite type of leopard, so I specified it. Yeah, it's a subspecies. We can count it. Uh, Mike? Mike? Number six is the Canadian lynx. I just, I think they're like little chin tufts. There's something about their face that, like, again, doesn't seem like a... Their ears are really the little tufts on their ears, too. They're squirrels where they get, like, the extra hair sticking straight up. Yeah, right. They just have massive paws. That's my number seven. Okay. I'm with you there. Can I do my number six, though, first? All right. (laughs) I'm just skipping ahead to saving time here. My number six is Snow Leopard. Uh, My number seven is African Lion. Wow, that's pretty low for lions. I'm not a huge lion fan. They, I just think okay. they're like the easiest to find. They just kind of lay around. Wait, what was one. your six? Six was snow leopard. So you differentiated leopard. No, or, snow, leopard's snow leopard's a different species. Different. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And then your sevens? African lion. lion. Mike, yeah. what's your seven? Uh, serval. I don't even know if I'm saying Ooh, that. Oh, right. that's a good pick. I forgot about servals. They're, they've got like, yeah. they kind of look like Serves. smaller cheetahs, but with really cool. like proportionally long legs. And they have um, these kind of just nice big ears. They're really yeah. cool. They are cool. My number eight is a sand cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they just like look like a house cat, but they're like so cute looking. And like, I think that's really funny that they're just wild animals not funny but it's like i don't know it's just yeah. kind of cute that they're out there living wild yeah all right yeah go for it my eight is ocelot uh got to see i've seen a couple in brazil actually they're just like little ghosts in the jungle they're so beautiful so yeah that's why i picked them my number eight is bobcat fairly similar to lynx maybe like smaller paws and legs uh, smaller all around smaller yeah. all around but still they kind of have those cool cheek tufts that are just pretty adorable cool patterns i kind of like their stub yeah. tails too yeah my favorite like cat video is that one bobcat that jumps across like the pier docks like it is cool. posts, those posts and it yeah. just jumps like 
30 feet and lands on the next one. Yeah. It's incredible. They're little athletes. I'm just going to say my next two because you both said them. Okay. So my nine was Ocelot and my 10 is Bobcat. Okay. I'll do my nine and 10 too, but they're different. My nine's a Caracal. Oh, that was mine too. What? It's kind of like a tawny. You're both Caracal at nine? Yeah. yeah. They're like a tawny cat that has really bright, beautiful eyes and just really beautiful colorations. Uh, they're super athletic. I just think they're really cool cats. They have both those nine. like cool black tufts that pop yeah. up off the top of their ears. They're and so their cool. radar radar ears. Yeah. yeah. My ten is Canada Lynx. There you go. My ten is Sandcat. I just like their really wide <laughs> heads and big yeah. ears. They're they're really <laughs> they really are just like almost too cute to believe that they're just wild out there living. You know. Yeah. They're cool. It's funny, right? like, I almost like your list more than mine, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> because you have Cheetah so high and you, like, have Bobcat so high and I love them. But I couldn't put Cheetah ahead of my big three. Yeah. Mountain yeah. Lion's not on my list at all. That's interesting. I'm, I'm sleeping on them, you know. I think they're, I just think they're, like, one of the more beautiful and then mm. they're just so elusive. I don't know. I love them. Why don't you marry them? I will. I'll marry one. I'll do it. Uh <laughs> Okay, what, do, what else do we got? Let's do some listener questions. We'll wrap this puppy up. Okay. This is from Patreon. And from what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's from Anna. They're asking, what's the coolest human thing you've ever seen an animal do? I did a behavior analysis lab for undergrad psychology where we trained pigeons and the lab tech text train the pigeons to play ping pong whoa hmm. really i mean mine's sad but for me it's that video of bears playing hockey yeah it is amazing like, it's yeah. just like they're wearing ice skates playing hockey and yeah just yeah. grizzly bears that's probably mine too i have a hard actually, time actually though there's that one of a bear like riding a dirt bike on a tightrope i don't think i've seen that one i'll have to look that one <laughs> up. a dirt bike wait what you pick that one. It's I'll like pick the bears like doing a motorized hockey. bike on like a tightrope. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, oh, I'd yours? like to see that. So, uh, other than the hockey bears, maybe not so much cool as practical, but I really like it when people train their cats to use the toilet and then flush it. Me too. Uh, yeah, that's just yeah. like I don't know, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Okay, this one is from Kate. And they say, picture a space ball scenario. You're leaving planet Earth in an escape pod, and you can bring any three different species of animal of your choice with you to live on a new planet. The sky's the limit. Anything can survive. You can choose land, air, water. What three animals do you choose and why? Hmm. Well, you got to pick a messenger pigeon to send notes back to Earth, right? (laughs) I guess. I'm. That's a hard question. I'd probably pick a dog just because I think more than pick. any other animal, they're the animal that like brings the most joy to people. I'd pick an elk because I think they're the tastiest animal and I'd want one that I could eat. Whoa. And then I would pick a uh, red panda because that's the one I want as a pet. Mm, nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What's your, where you, you have two pets and one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I have a crazy wild pet. I have a normal pet and I have something to eat. So I'm going with a dairy cow. So I got some milk and all kinds of other useful features that cows provide. I'll go with a hen for eggs 
And then I'll go... Yeah, I'll just stick with the messenger pigeon, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I would take a cow. Yeah, cow's a better pick than an elk. And then they got milk and everything. Yeah. And then I like the red panda pick a lot. Chicken's a so good I'll pick. So I'll take too. that one. Yeah. And then I'll take a turtle. Okay. <laughs> just because they live so long. Yeah. All right. And then to Instagram questions. Okay, from Chump83, why are female bears called sows? Yeah, I don't really know why. Honestly, like I could look into that, but like they call males boars and females sows. I don't really like it. I don't really like the way it sounds, so I always just say male and female. But for some reason, that's the name they got. I don't have a great answer for them. All right. From Ghost Scripted, should I paint my kitchen black? Uh, Yes. If you like it, sure. Yeah, go for it. Please, do it for me. Is black a good color for a kitchen? It's slimming. <laughs> Is it? No, no, no. I think it depends on what color their trim and like their ca- if their cabinets are a lighter color, then I think I'd like it. But if they're dark, I think it'd be too dark. What about that like new color they made where like it's, it's like so black? black. <laughs> yeah, painted that color. Oh, yeah. Where like the light there's just no disappears light and reflect on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, from T. Jacob Campbell. Out of the three of you, who's the most likely to succumb to the power of the one ring first? Probably Jeff. You think? I'm going to say Wes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think you just you get tempted easier than I do. Oh, I disagree, but that's okay. We can disagree on this. Mike can be the breaking vote. Yeah. Isn't it like the more powerful you are, the more susceptible to being corrupted? Or is that I not think a it's thing? just I think it's just your like your character. Well, it's not Jeff, so I guess it'll be Wes. Okay. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> From Jesse Babesy, would you rather discover a rare treasure, an unknown island, or an unknown species? What was the first um, one? An unknown Rare what? treasure. Rare uh, treasure, treasure. Unknown, unknown island, island, or unknown species. Rare treasure for me. I'd much rather be yeah. rich than... What do you do when you... Can you... If you just find a treasure, can you just keep it? Depends. Like, if... It depends on where you find it. Like, you need to get salvage rights or mineral rights or whatever. But I would just take it and not tell anyone and then later mm. figure and out a way to get... like, hey, do you yeah. want to buy this golden crown? Treasure. Yeah. I yeah. Just somehow I'd find a market for it. That line of thinking is why I think you're susceptible to the one ring. Yeah, I just just proved. I just (laughs) proved why. I think I'm going to go with an undiscovered island. There's, I don't know, there's a lot of potential for adventure there. I think that'd be cool. I'll buy an island with my treasure. Yeah, Yeah. it might be fun just to play around on. Uh, I'll say undiscovered species and just name it. Like, you know, with Bezos messing the world up, Jeff's just kind of need, need a win. Yeah, need a win. so I could just right. name it Jeff, yeah. the species. <laughs> the t- it wouldn't be like Latin or anything. It's just Jeff. I'm just naming what it's just going to be like a ninth bear species that I'm going to name Jeff. <laughs> if it was a ninth bear right. species, then um, that. But if it's just any old species, I'm, I I right. made my own rule there. All right, from Kella PK. What's your favorite quote from Point Break? Um, mine's probably just "I'm surfing." Me too. Yeah. What's the actual I'm surfing. quote? I'm surfing. I'm surfing. There it is. Yeah, I really like how he says, "I am an FBI agent." <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but it's just nonstop good quotes in that. The one, 
the line he gives her about how his parents dies was like my favorite monologue. Yeah. Because it's just so messed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I. you know what? Mine's probably actually Back Off War Child. <laughs> back Off yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah. That's, that is my favorite. He goes, Back okay. Off War Child. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> From The Haley. Favorite pop culture ghost. Oh, the Haley, huh? It's an honor. Mm, Slimer. Mm. I'm going Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. <laughs> All right, that um, counts. Force Ghost. I think I'm gonna go with the ballroom dancers in the haunted mansion. Ooh, I like at that. Disneyland. Yeah, we all need to go to Disneyland. That'd be so such fun. a good trip. Oh man. Yeah. Everyone, all, right. all you listeners, uh, we'll let you know the date. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening to our news reportings. <laughs> I, I don't really have much else to say i'm i am very tired i'm yeah, going we got on zero some sleep nephews that just came to the house i just heard a funny story yeah. that you hung out with our nephews for a whole day and then at the end of the day you were like, who's your favorite uncle? Oh, yeah. And they, they like, said paused Jeff. for a long time. And they no, said, there was no pause. It, oh, it really? was just Ben. And I said, Ben, who's your favorite uncle? And he goes, Uncle Jeff. And then he said, <laughs> but I like you too sometimes. Mm. Um, so <laughs> That's why that's you can't ask. Like, you can't ask. If I ever get a girlfriend, I'm not going to be like, who's your favorite guy right now? Yeah, because what if she tells me someone else? You know, it didn't hurt my feelings. I knew he was probably gonna say your name, so it yeah. was um, shoot your shot. Oh yeah, one other thing I wanted to do before we leave. Sorry to bring this up, but we been wanting to do it for a little bit. Something we learned from Bigfoot Collectors Club, actually. Yeah, but each episode we want to read um, one five star review. Yeah, let's do of right? ours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. So I'm just going to choose a random one because I totally forgot we were going to do this. Okay. So this one's title is Pretty Solid Podcast. <laughs> Love the detail and research put into each episode. Also a ton of good outdoor tips. All right. Hey, Thanks. Well, yeah. All right. Who was Thanks. it from? That's from Doak Holiday. Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday. Doak. Wow. Bamba Bamba Beetle. All right. Next time we'll look through them and like send us like some funny ones or something and yeah, just give we'll us more it. five star reviews. You know, yeah. maybe yeah. we'll read yours on on the right. podcast. If you right. could like criticize us, and this is a good nope. way for us. Like, don't do. There's that. one five star review that was like Mike's episodes need some work, and that was yeah, the, the whole message. Still five but it was stars. still five stars. <laughs> and it's a pretty effective way to like get our attention. We'll right. read it. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see y'all soon. Bye, guys. Love you, guys. Love you. Bye. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.